Hi everyone and welcome to the Pakistani Corner Shop podcast. Today we're going to be talking about privacy and honesty and trust within a relationship. The stereotype is that men can be quite dishonest in relationships. Now remember this is a stereotype. I am not saying all men are like this, but to some extent an element of truth is located within a stereotype and it's for a reason. When you're considering a relationship, do you think that privacy is the most important aspect of that relationship or honesty? Is it about the fact that privacy should be something that a man is entitled to and a woman is entitled to or are you basing honesty as far more important than the privacy that somebody is technically allowed to have within a relationship. So as always, we have Amir here. And from a male perspective, Amir, what do you think men's version of privacy and honesty within a relationship? And do you think they can often get very cagey about their right to privacy? Yeah, I think they can get very cagey about it. I mean, the amount of TV shows out there which talk about um, infidelity caused by the man in that relationship. And, you know, they often seen scenarios, especially in TV shows, where you have a guy who's being asked or questioned by his girlfriend partner. It's across the board into real life as well, where you see that. And the guy gets agitated or uncomfortable or becomes less willing to open up to his partner. I think it goes back to, again, the stereotype that you just mentioned. There, There is a stereotype among men, and I, I say this from my own personal experience or what I've seen and heard, where men get quite cagey and um, they close up when they're questioned a lot by women. You and I both know that men sometimes can't handle scrutiny and, you know, they close up and they are they don't like being questioned too much and i think that goes along back to male privilege as well but when they are under questioning by a partner or a woman in that relationship that they're in default response i think with men is they go into sort of like a defensive mode i mean i can say this with hindsight even in my own life they shouldn't be going into that default defensive mode I think the correct way to, to actually handle that situation where you are being questioned or where, you, where, you, where you're being asked questions, approach it with openness and approach it with honesty. Unfortunately, and I've been guilty of this myself in the past, you know, you go into a defence mode, you go into a shutdown mode and you're not as open and as honest as you could or should be. And I think that's... Uh, a real flaw within men across the board is, you know, they are they aren't inherently honest and open in comparison to women. So I, I think that's that's where the real issues lie is with men just by just by default, you know, how they're wired. They're not as open as they should be. I think there's a sense of irony here where it's almost like a woman has to deal with the repercussions of a man being cagey, dishonest and defensive. When the point is that they are probably the ones that are in the wrong for whether it's their reaction 
or whether it's their actions, whichever one it is, they seem to project their emotions and their behavior onto the woman and sort of say, well, why are you questioning me? Why are you being so inquisitive? Don't you trust me? And they play the sort of privacy card quite a lot, which is, am I not entitled to privacy? And while everyone is entitled to privacy, often these same men are the ones that can be quite intrusive about what their partner's doing. Who are you speaking to? How long were you speaking to so and so for? Where did you go? What time are you going to be back? And it's not considered as a caring side of why they're doing this. Often it's because maybe they're guilty and they're projecting onto their partner or it's a form of control because they might know that they're doing something wrong and they, God forbid, wouldn't expect their wife to be or partner to be doing something similar. So their reasons for being cagey are not justified, but they somehow manage to make the woman feel guilty for their reaction and actions. If you've got a guy who's questioning you in that way, I mean, that raises huge alarm bells and it, it gives you, again, a very good indication of how he's likely to be throughout the course of that relationship if you're getting those sort of questions. When you know full well you're not doing anything improper or incorrect, but you're getting that level of interrogation because it is an interrogation, frankly. And that's where you have to really question the type of relationship that you're in. And, and actually speaking, if you're getting those type of questions, that shows the level of mistrust but it also it shows the level of whether it's insecurity or correct assumption would be. It shows, it shows the level of where that particular man is and how he is. And I think your statement about projection and about what he's up to himself by asking those questions is a much more accurate statement. I think, and I, I think we've seen this also in that the people that, project like that and ask these sort of questions are normally the ones that are up to no good are normally the ones that are engaging in behavior which under normal circumstances would never be tolerated anyway so I think the point that you raised is you know absolutely correct in that if you are getting those sort of questions it's it's highly likely that you should have alarm bells ringing because communicating what he's up to by inferring those questions of you but what do you do in a situation like this where this is a stereotypical habit a lot of men have? It's almost like they expect you, like a lot of things that men do with their male privilege, they expect you to deal with it. You've got a phone. Sometimes some men might have two phones. If you question that, they will give you some sort of justification, inverted commas, of why. But it doesn't change the uncomfortable feeling the partner might have about the fact that she doesn't know why he's doing whatever he might be doing, why he's not showing his phone to her. But at the same time, everybody has a right to privacy. But a woman's intuition plays a large role in her hesitation. It, it's not a case of, I want to trample on your privacy, or I'm so insecure that I want to know every single thing you're doing. 
sometimes that man is actually gaslighting the situation and making her feel that she might be inadequate. There is a reason why she might be feeling a sense of mistrust. Her reasoning might be completely justified, but he's not allowing her to have the space to question because he doesn't want to be guilty of something he may or ironically may not be doing. But the fact that he's making her feel like that is the problem. Mm. I think I think that's a great point. In my viewpoint, with my partner, you know, I don't feel like I need to go through her phone. I don't have that urge. Some people do. But it, I think it comes a, an awful lot down to trust. You know, in my head, I fully trust so I have got no desire to find out more than what I'm told. But for some people, because they don't have that level of trust there, you want to know more, you want to find out more, you want to have your fears handled, you want to have those concerns addressed. And the, the bigger issue is when you try and communicate those concerns, it often ends up in an argument um, where the other side then feels under attack and you know in that sort of scenario if you do have those feelings and those concerns that your partner you know not open with you you have to really approach it in a delicate manner you know they should just be open with you they should be able to for example they should just be able to give you their phone if you wanted to see their phone um and so you have that clarity of mind so you know that um, whatever you were feeling at the time, there was no further grounding to it than, you know, whatever fear you had. I think it's important for a partner who is being asked those questions in that scenario to be forthcoming and to be able to be as open as possible to show that person who has that concern, you know, that there is nothing more to it. And I think that's that, that's something which is, um, I think a lot of people default to the under attack mode and shut down when they should be doing the opposite. And um, I think a lot of people are guilty of, of doing, not doing the opposite, not being forthcoming, not being open when they should be. But it might also be because they've got something to hide. And I Agreed. think this, yeah. is, this is the biggest problem here, which is, if you, as you mentioned, if you have the trust, you wouldn't need to. But you mentioned that you would trust your partner completely. That might also play into your male privilege. That to some extent, you know her character as a woman. And you know she holds integrity as far higher than anything else. A lot of women don't feel that men have the highest standards or morals. If they did women wouldn't feel so hesitant about the type of relationships they get into with men. I think you're right. I think uh, judging a guy's morals and ethics is a great indicator um, on any of this. I mean, it, knowing where his morals and ethics and also to an extent his religious standpoint all leads into the same point on how you can and whether you can trust this person, this individual on a basic level. You know, that's that's the critical thing here. A lot of guys aren't trustworthy in how they are 
any any cause of concern that you have for that you have to question it you have to bring it up because otherwise you're leading yourself down a path where you know internally you're not comfortable with it and even if i think even if you face resistance on the first occasion where you are trying to find that out it it's it's worth persisting and, and trying again and seeing if you still feel the same resistance um, and if you are, I think that's where you have to really question why you're there, because if you're still facing that level of resistance after a period, a period of knowing each other, then you know something, there's something more to it. I think there was a great example that I heard recently of, um, you know, a mutual friend. She was getting to know a guy, and the guy had two phones, but he sort of hid what he was doing with the other phone. And for her, it meant that she just didn't really know where she stood with him and he was a bit more secretive about the second phone. And that's where I think it can be really unsettling for that person, where the guy would then claim that the second phone was for work, but was it really for work? And that's what you, that's I think a, a common scenario where women are led up the garden path effectively in a guy claiming that the second phone is for work when actually it wasn't or it isn't that's where you have to tread carefully and that's where you have to really understand the guy's ethics and moral standpoint you know is he really someone who is because you know generally there are some guys out there who do have a separate business phone and you know that is truly their business phone but there are also guys who do have a separate phone and they use that for a way of being um, dishonest, a way of being unfaithful to their partner. And that's where you have to really spend time and understand who he is, what he does, and then you'll know if your fears are unfounded or not. I think a lot of men play into a role for quite a long time in relationships, particularly at the beginning. Um, they can love bomb you they can tell you everything you want to hear and then later down the line you see the mask fall off and in those situations a woman in many aspects particularly if she's now married to the man will feel trapped because she can't just leave the context because it's her self-respect and the level of shame that comes with the divorce whatever the case might be and a lot of men can get away with this because they know that their actions do not have the same consequence as it does for a woman. No, you're absolutely right. And also going back to the original point of, of privacy, trust, you know, with those subjects in mind, it all comes back to, again, asking the right questions. It all comes back to trying to get a better understanding of who you're wanting to be with and how they think and you know what they do and, and really understanding who the person is and you know if you do feel that red flag you know don't bypass it really dig and find out why you feel that red flag because more often than not that intuition that you have that's brought up that flag to you is there for a reason maybe unfounded but it's there for a reason and, and really pull that string and find out why you feel that way and hopefully you know your partner will then be forthcoming enough to say you know here is why x y and z happened or here is why i'm doing this and this and this and then that way you at least know where you are 
On a final note before we end today's session, we're thinking about the idea of privacy and honesty and also the lack of trust that you can have within a relationship because of the level of privacy that sometimes people want. And like we've said throughout, sometimes you have to listen to your intuition, your gut feeling, notice the red flags, and also see the consistency of how that relationship develops. If someone's cagey at the beginning and then they place trust in each other and that changes, then great. But if you see that level of cagey throughout the relationship and you see it going on for far longer than it needs to be, then you really have to sit down and question whether this is the type of relationship you want for the rest of your life. So on that note, we are going to end today's podcast. Forward to seeing you join a session soon. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye.